The scripture reading today is from the book of Genesis, the 15th chapter. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Elizer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him, The man shall not be your heir, no one but your own, your very own issue shall be your heir. He brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. The word of the Lord. Good morning and grace and peace to you wherever uh, you are today. We trust that God continues, God's spirit continues to connect us together. With my kids attending school online, I occasionally overhear what they are learning. And most recently, I received a dose of sixth grade earth science. It has been a long while since I have thought about the Earth's orbit around the sun, the phases of the moon, the 23.5 degree tilt of the Earth's axis, the 1,200 mile per hour winds of Neptune, the asteroid belts between the orbits of Mars and Jupiter, and honestly, the vastness of time and space. While we have lived through constant change and disappointment this year, as states have been dissected into counties of blue and red, as people we love have died, as babies have been born, even our lives seem to have gotten smaller we have still been held in this infinite universe. Dawn breaks each day as this earth, a 5.973 sextillion pound planet, rotates on its axis around the sun. The stars spill into the sky to bring light in the darkness. So I sat outside last night, trying to look up and out on my hushed street to take in this cosmic sense of the world and to think about God who created it, who tends to it, and still loves it dearly. Thousands of years ago, God promised Abraham and Sarah land and descendants. God's promise for the whole vast world begins with this old couple. God will bless them, God says, so they can be a blessing to others. And then in the middle of nowhere, God speaks that promise again here in Genesis chapter 15. It's quite an incredible promise indeed. The only hiccup 
is that Sarah and Abraham are barren. How can they be bearers of a nation when they can't even conceive a baby? Abraham doesn't hesitate to question God. Will the servant born in my house be my heir? Because that's all we've got. Can't you see, God, what is missing to take us from here to the place you promise? With the filter completely removed, Abraham laments. He speaks the pain point so God can hear it. And God listens and then responds, your heir will come from you. I have spoken a promise to you and it will come true, even if you cannot possibly comprehend how it will happen from what you see and know right now. And then God says, Abraham, come outside. Look at the stars, count them if you can. There too will your descendants be. Hanging on to only a promise and only those stars in the sky, we hear that Abraham believed and it was counted as faith. Abraham, with every bit of hope and every cell of his body, took the next step to believe that that promise would be made true, even when he could not comprehend how it would come to be from where he was at that moment. We have intentionally made time to lament this fall. We have asked you each and every week in prayers and in the confession to name the pain point. What is not happening for you as you wish? What is keeping you up at night? What is clouding your way? What's wrong in the world? Who is in need of healing and hope? We hear from this story in Genesis that lamenting is an act of faith and actually a part of our relationship with God. Without it, God wouldn't be required to respond, to speak for us, to hear again a promise that seems impossible to be true. God's promise is spoken, Mount Olivet, each and every week as we have worshiped, even online. We have responded and lamented. Jesus' words, along with bread and wine and crackers and juice from your own cupboards, have made God's grace known. And now it is time to take the next step of faith. Last year, when you made a financial pledge to Bowen Olivet, you could ha not have known that 13 of our members would die this year, that nearly 40 babies would be baptized, that a world pandemic would require us to shift the way we worship and engage in faith. Yet you let your generosity spill forth as an act of faith and as a response to all you had been given. Everything that we have been able to do this year has been possible because of your money and your unwavering commitment to Mount Olivet. The Holy Spirit then breathed 
into this combined generosity of all of you to create things we could not envision. Now is not the time to let up on the gas pedal. Our future is being written and funded through you. God's promise still holds. The stars still shine. It's an act of faith, though, to trust and to take that next step when we do not know the ending or the shape of every turn. It's gutsy giving, but it's an act of faith anchored in God's promise as we see in the night sky. I invite you to think about how God's promise has held you specifically, how it has been made known in your family this year. How have you weathered the storm in 2020? Where has God's grace come to you? And then think about how God's promise has been made to people you cannot know. There are many places and organizations, I think, where we go when life is smooth and moving along as we like it to go. Membership in these places comes with expected results and known outcomes. You pay or you give to receive certain things. It's transactional. There are fewer places to go when life crashes in, places open to lament and tears, when fear and grief envelops, a place to come to hear you are known and loved, and that people will walk alongside of you through the heartache and pain when the way is unclear. A place that's not transactional, it's transforming. A place to invest where you plant seeds, not quite sure what the harvest will produce, but trusting in the one who makes the seeds grow since the beginning of time. Mount Olivet, I know, has been one of those places this year. To you and to so many, a star in the sky that illuminates God's promise of love and mercy and a promise that holds you and every person on this earth. I'll email you this week asking you to pledge money and your presence to this church for 2021. Your generosity will not only fund a building and property and people, but a community of promise, one that feeds and proclaims and nurture, a place where things grow, where we listen and speak, experiment and reflect, where the spirit of the living God unites and forgives and calls and continues to hold on to a faith anchored in the almighty God, the creator and sustainer of life. So take a look at the sky tonight and consider how you have been called to give in faith with your whole heart. Though many things have changed and evolved since the time of Abraham, the cosmic promise is still written in the stars. Although most nights, I think we forget to look up 
to see it. And when you look into the night sky and all of its stars, remember it's been around for some 4.65 billion years, lit by the same life force that breathes life into you, one that dares to get involved and incarnate in the mundane and the magnificent of every day. God invites us to go outside and look at the sky when we doubt, when the way is unclear. Like Abraham, all we have is God's word and the stars. So we place our trust in the speaker of the promise, the creator of the universe. That is the voice who calls us to step out in faith to give in fullness of a future still being created beyond what we can even imagine today. Let it be so. Amen.